Hi, this is Alan Arkin. Um, the boys have asked me to record a message for the podcast. Now, uh, I couldn't quite work out exactly how to tune it in, but the grandkids say that it's really, really funny, and Mitch and Dando are great guys. So, enjoy the show. You're listening to Four Finger Discount. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Why, you little... Uh Uh-oh. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount Australia's only Simpsons based podcast. I am Dando. I am Mitch. It sounded like you forgot the name of our show then. No, I didn't. You stuttered a little bit. Did I? Welcome to Four Finger Discount. (sighs) That was like when it's like 12.58, you don't know whether to say good morning or good afternoon. I'm going to say it again. Good afternoon. I'm going to say it again. All right. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you meant to say it differently. Yeah, it would have helped. This is a very special episode. It's first ever Treehouse of Horror we're going to be reviewing today. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. I haven't watched this one for a very long time. I I think it's like that with a lot of the old episodes, but I think there's something about the Treehouse of Horror episodes that even today, like season season 26 has aired so far. Yep. Even though the episodes, you don't really get excited for them anymore, and you haven't even watched them. I've, I've watched a handful of them. Ixnay on the Avondahay watched way. <laughs> you always get a little bit excited for the Treehouse of Horror, because they're different. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're, not- they, they're kind of more timeless. They, um, Yeah. Well, think about it. They've, they've done 574 episodes, yeah. but only 26 of them have been Halloween ones. So, yeah. they're, not, they're not short on ideas. Yeah, exactly. And this, uh, given that they've taken the sort of template of, um, you know, ripping off, or not ripping off, but parodying various short stories or, or other TV shows, movies, whatever it might be, I feel like today, as you said, the 570-odd episodes, there's only so many storylines that you can come up with and, and the whole, like, Simpsons did it. Like, I'm sure even the Simpsons writers are, are pitching ideas going, oh, shit, we did that, like, 10 years ago. Whereas, yeah, the Treehouse of Horror, um, still so much untapped potential. You go back and watch the first one, it just has that real 90s Treehouse of Horror feel to it. Obviously, yeah. it was 90s, but it's just got the, the disclaimer at the start, the cemetery yep. opening. Yeah. I miss that. I loved the ones where like Marge would come out and warn them. Yeah, like this, the, it was this one. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they did it for the first few like, as three well. Three or four. Yeah, yeah. But the, the following episode is really scary. Yeah, <laughs> warning. Yeah, telling people like if you've got children, tuck them away. Actually, you know this episode. Speaking of, mm. this was the episode that got me banned from watching The Simpsons for six years. What? Yeah. This was yes. the first episode of The Simpsons my mum watched, right? Yeah. She was disgusted by it, but that's not why I was banned. Okay. I was banned because. After watching Bad Dream House, yep. I went into the kitchen and got a knife out of the drawer. Oh, dear. And I walked into the living room oh with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I was banned from watching The Simpsons for six years. Well, that's probably fair enough. You were lucky you weren't sent away to an asylum for six years, to be honest. <laughs> Michael Myers style. Well, that's exactly how Halloween starts, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's why I had such a big love for The Simpsons when I was like, say, I think I was allowed to start watching them when I was eight, I think it was, so about 96, about the time I remember... The first episode I was allowed to tape yep. was, um, I used to tape every episode, yeah, legally. But I used to yeah, tape- Pull um, the tabs off so you can't overtake them. <laughs> yep. um, the, there's, there's a real 90s reference for all you kids listening out and there. And then when you wanted it. to tape over, you get the duct tape and put it over yeah. the gas. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Laura Powers moves in next door, the, the new kid on the block yeah. it's called. Yep. That was the first time I can remember watching for the first time. And I was so excited. You know, it's not, it's not a, a big deal, you know, I'm just watching a normal episode of The Simpsons, but it was just- yeah. All my friends were allowed to watch it, and I wasn't because I was a dickhead and I brought a knife out of the drawer. 
I didn't know anything. I was like three when I did it. Three or four, I was barely walking. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, well, that's true. Let, 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 what sort let, of knife did you grab? Like, I'm sure in your head I you had like a meat cleaver, but like, it was probably a butter knife and you've tried to... said I walked into the kitchen yeah. and walked out with a knife in my hand and <laughs> I was in the, ki- in the land room and I had a knife in my hand and I, h- I held it up. Yeah. She goes, I wasn't, try- I wasn't going to stab anything, but she goes, you grabbed a knife out of the drawer after watching The Simpsons. God. I was not letting you watch The Simpsons anymore. Thank God she didn't let you watch Psycho. <laughs> I know, right? But um, yeah, so that's my little tidbit for this episode. What's yours? Um, well, that's a pretty good one. I was going to kick off with. I was actually going to save this episode, uh, sorry, this this story for later on in in the podcast. But you've asked me now, yeah. um, so I may as well. How just, long is it? Uh, a minute or two. Okay, that's, but that's okay. I'll clear the air uh, with one of the more embarrassing tales from my life that I haven't told very many people, and I'm now going to share. You say that with every time internet. you say an embarrassing story. Yeah, well, I keep them to myself, but I've been waiting for this sort of moment where I can finally broadcast them. Is it more embarrassing than when you try to impress girls at the cinema? Yes. Okay, let's Far go. Far more it. embarrassing. Tell it. I now okay so to tell what happened. I need to tell a quick backstory. When I was about 15, I moved up to Queensland. Um, the last night. Um, on like a couple of days before we moved, I had a few mates around. We just, you know, stayed up late. We watched horror movies, all that sort of thing. And then um, it, they, my mate stayed over that night. Uh, because we'd all been watching horror movies and telling ghost stories and stuff like that, I thought that one thing that'd be fun, just to scare a mate, like I kind of got out of my bed really, really quietly. He was sleeping on the floor. I got out on the opposite side of the bed, crawled under the bed and grabbed his leg and was like, rah! Yeah. <laughs> Simple stuff, Classic. but as he was falling asleep, that was enough to really scare the absolute shit out of him. Yeah. It was hilarious. Well, yeah, really, really funny time. Um, flash forward to a few months later, I'm now living in Queensland, and I'm, uh, I've moved into a new school, obviously, and I'm meeting a few new friends, and one of those kids comes to stay over for the first time, which, you know, in, in the friendship of a teenager is a pretty big moment when you're allowed to stay at somebody else's house. Yeah. Um, so we... Uh, we were basically doing normal shit that you do, like watch movies, ate chocolate, you know, all that sort of thing. Coke, yeah, drank not copious amounts of coke. <laughs> um, then anyway, so we're going to bed. He's sleeping on the floor. I have this flashback to this night, in Victoria. I was like, oh yeah, that that was funny. I'll try that again. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll see what happens here. But I got lazy, so I couldn't be bothered getting out of the bed again. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just you know I'll reach over. Wait, so you're sharing the bed with your friend? No, no, no. He was on the floor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was on my bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like part of the whole thing, the last thing was like, because it felt like the hand was coming under the bed and there was a monster type thing. But anyway, I was like, oh, I can, I can simulate that. Like surely just, just the act of grabbing this guy by the calf is going to be enough. So I reach over and grab what I assumed was his knee. I heard a really awkward silence followed by, uh, Mitch, what are you doing? <laughs> and had grabbed absolutely flush from what I understand his penis. As in squeezed, <laughs> yes. As in, How big is this guy's penis? Uh, he was a pretty big dude, but like <laughs> he says that I had basically the middle of my palm could not have more perfectly wrapped around the head of his penis. Now you've got to put yourself in this guy's shoes. There's this new person that's moved up from Victoria. You, you know he's made you laugh a few times. You're both in a cricket. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'll come around to his house. Five minutes after going to sleep. <laughs> You're middle touching of on the, the deck. night with absolutely no comment whatsoever. <laughs> well, what did you do? Because the other thing was I got self-conscious, so I didn't even go rah. Like, that was, that was just in the <laughs> just, middle of absolute <laughs> silence. Just blunk. What did he say? Well, what did you say? Well, what could you say? Did I apologised, sh- and I tried really feebly to explain. I was like, ah, I was trying to grab your leg, and it was because of this last time, and oh, God. Oh, God, 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was 
that was it. That was the last time I ever tried to play That's a prank like on somebody. That's like worse than embarrassing. That's just <laughs> like, whoa. It's sexual assault is what yeah. it is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> also, we can't forget that this podcast is brought to you by The Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page. Make sure you chuck them a like. I think they're only like 412,000 likes now. Just booming. They've got... I know because I'm an admin of the page. They have new clips scheduled for like every hour. Yeah. So like, if you're a fan of The Simpsons and you like watching old clips, particularly from season one to ten, Facebook.com/slash The Simpsons Best Moments guarantee the best page on Facebook. Also, we have a new sponsor, mm-hmm. NoHomers.net. The NoHomers.net NoHomers Club. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically just if you're a fan of The Simpsons, you want to hang out with other fans of The Simpsons, go to NoHomers.net. It's just it's got one of the best forums. Just to it's so many different um. What's the in a forum? What's it called? Like different topics. Uh, do, yeah, threads. Threads. Yeah, just, yep. just tons of different threads. Like you're guaranteed <laughs> to find a thread that you're going to enjoy. So go to nohomers.net. A f- new official sponsors are four finger discount. Yeah. On that note, Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this episode was aired October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. As we said, it's the very first Treehouse of Horror. It set the trend for Treehouse of Horror episodes in the future. If this one didn't yep. work. No, I assume the fir- I assume it was the first because this is the first time The Simpsons was on in October, and this was obviously the first time we had the disclaimer. Now, I think the disclaimer was brought in pretty much so the writers could cover their own ass because I guarantee you parents would have complained as just like my mum would have complained if she could have. Yeah. That this, this episode was quite, I wouldn't say violent, but the, the, the undertones of like the There's violent Bad themes. dream house. Yeah. That scene with all of the knives, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, they die, die. Everybody die. Everybody it's, die. It's pretty Your clear brains cut. are going to come out your nose and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, wow. If I was a kid watching this, I probably would be a little startled. Yeah, I don't remember how I felt when I was that young watching it, so I don't. It's hard for me to say, but yeah, I could imagine there'd I'm, be some impressionable youths out there. I'm going to be honest; I don't dislike the Raven as much as I did before uh, I rewatched good, it. Good, but I still it's a, it's a very mature story. But I I appreciate it now for what it is. It wasn't meant to be a scary Halloween story. No, nor is it meant to be a very funny take on one either. It's, a, it's really just, just straight down the line retelling of of or. It's like they're just putting on a play of a really good book. I think the writers were just trying to show that the that the Simpsons isn't just a show full of gags. It can be intelligent as well. Yeah, and people like you, like I'm what people listening at home. I'm watching the Raven before. Mitch is behind me. I have an echo in the room. He's quoting. Like he's saying the entire story <laughs> with it. Like, what got you into that kind of the arts in the sense like that? Um, oh, it'd be hard me, it's just say- bores me. Like, not saying it's bad, but it just bores me. I just love people that can use language really well um, and, and I've always found Edgar Allan Poe is, does that that he he manages with fairly minimalist words to be able to invoke some really deep emotion um, and we'll cover that a little bit when we go through each uh, segment on this on this particular episode but the, the Simpsons must have been big fans of Poe because they did the Telltale Head in season one yep inside the Raven there were a few references but they do yeah, and obviously, yeah so obviously the Raven in this episode they reference the Telltale um, he- sorry the the Telltale Heart the, later yes, there's, in, there's tons in later of seasons in yeah the they Raven. do it all the time yeah but um, yeah so let's kick off the, the first one was Bad Dream House now the house was voiced by Harry Shearer Harry Shearer I had no idea about that until we did our top 10 obscure Harry Shearer characters yeah Harry Shearer is a, a genius man he's prolific he's not so it starts off with Marge's disclaimer is not the only first. We also get the first ever cemetery scene with the funny tombstones now. Yeah. I used to appreciate that, all the different funny names. My favourite for this one was Paul McCartney. Yeah. Paul McCartney's dead. Yeah. But apparently, making the names for the gravestones got tedious, and that's why they stopped it. Oh, okay. That was the only reason. They just couldn't could be bothered. Because be, I can imagine, like, the Simpsons writers were so such perfectionists that they would have spent hours per gravestone. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been a big deal to them. The majority of the people watching wouldn't have cared. My favourite gravestone story, and it's from a few seasons down the track, but that was how Harry Shearer found out Marvin Monroe had been killed. 
um, when really? they're, they're panning through the cemetery and they see Marvin Monroe, and he's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not doing that character anymore. Oh, so he didn't know. <laughs> when, was, Marvin, was he killed off in the series? No, he was killed off in between. So it was just they came back one year and he, he got to the. Yeah, they couldn't be bothered anymore, so they gave him a tombstone. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I've learned yeah. something today. So it starts off with Homer getting back from trick or treating, which I thought was kind of odd that yeah. the kids are off in the treehouse telling ghost stories. Homer's gone trick or treating by himself. Yeah, that's pretty funny, though. It, it just it is, shows uh, Homer's really love for candy. It's just, it's just odd. He's yeah. like, ooh, good, good haul this year. Yeah. So he goes to listen to what Bart and Lisa are doing there, telling yeah. ghost stories in the, in the treehouse. Yeah. The only treehouse of horror based in the treehouse. Yeah, right. I'm not sure okay. whether that was going to be a continuing thing, continuing theme, telling stories, because they do the telling ghost stories theme in other in some other horrors. ones. Yeah, well, I know the King Kong ones. So yeah, like number three, they're passing yes. passing around like, and these were our brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So Bart and Lisa are telling ghost stories. Bart tells the first one, "Bad Dream House." It starts off with the Simpsons moving into a new house. Yep. So this is very much. Um. I guess it's based off a number of horror movies. Poltergeist, but Poltergeist, and Amityville Horror would probably be the two Amityville main horror, ones. Yeah. So Homer offers the the do you call them moving guys or removal guys? What are they called? The guy that moves the moving, shit to your house. Moving guy. Moving guy. Yeah. Offers him a one dollar um, tip. Yeah. I'm glad there's a curse on this place. Huh? And so much crazy shit happens in just that first thirty seconds. Like books yep. start flying around and whatnot. Yep. And I just love how Homer is just so blase about it. He just doesn't care. There's yep. a vortex in the wall. He just gets Ooh, an orange. a vortex. Catch. There's <laughs> <laughs> an orange into it. He just. It's Homer just does not care. He's unfazed. By I love what's the happening. fact that they throw back a note. <laughs> Quit throwing your rubbish into our dimension. Yes. Marge isn't happy. Lisa can tell that uh, something's not quite right here. Marge says, we're not going to be staying here. Homer's furious. But it's so great when Homer's saying, don't be so stubborn. Um, yep. it's, we're saving thousands of dollars. And then he gets lifted into the roof. When's like, How long ago did you watch this? Because his, Do you remember his scream when he gets lifted into the air? Uh, no. Okay, so, I'm going to play it to you right now. Okay. Just... <laughs> okay. How That's good very good. That, is, that should replace the Willem scream. Yeah. <laughs> the man <mouth> goes... <laughs> yeah. So good. That's, that's probably my favourite part of this entire bad thing. See his gums. <laughs> um, my favourite part is the phone call to Mr. Lutz. Mr. Plote, Homer Simpson here. When you sold me this house, you forgot to mention one little thing. You didn't tell me it was built on an Indian burial ground. No, you didn't. Well, that's not my recollection. Yeah, well, all right, goodbye. He says he mentioned it five or six times. <laughs> Classic Homer. Yeah. <laughs> now, does, did that come? That was after the scene where they get the knives and stuff, isn't it? Or was um, it before? I'm not sure. But anyway, so they they all go to bed. Homer convinces the family to spend one night in the house. Yeah. Sleep it over. Sleep it off. Think yeah. It over. And basically, the house just convinces them gets to, into their heads to kill each other and Marge obviously Marge says I'm in the kitchen Homer yep. but she's making sandwiches yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like with that really big yeah. flourish of yeah. the knife to spread the peanut butter yeah, yeah. And, um, and even Maggie I think it's what would have outraged parents the most was even the baby had a knife yeah and she was yeah. going to kill people that, that's yep. That scene there... A knife that was so top-heavy, she fell over. Yes. Yeah, like that's, you, that's a big knife. You never would have seen that in a cartoon even, before. Even in Australian terms, that's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so, eventually, Marge cracks the shits of the house, has a go, so like, tells it to shut up, stop annoying a family, yep. staying here whether you like it or not. Love that back and forth as well. This demonic house is yeah. decided, oh, well, all right then. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll listen to what this lady has to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, says, give me a moment. Decides, I'd rather kill myself than spend an eternity with the Simpsons. So, Yep. It just blows itself up. Yeah. Uh, one thing I could think of then was, what about all their stuff? 
Yeah, that would have... What about that? They've moved house, so they don't have a house to go to now. Yep, they're done. walk off happy in their nighting gowns. Well, they're not dead. Yeah. So there's <laughs> a start. Thing. Yeah. What about Santa's little helper? I hope he wasn't in the house. Um, Was he seen on the footpath? No, he wasn't seen. Or, or the sidewalk? No, no. We do see Snowball too, though, in the opening scene when it goes through the cemetery. I think she's on like the fence yep. of the cemetery or whatever. Yep. But um, yeah, so that is Bad Dream House. A good, yep. a good opener. It is a good opener. Um, a very violent... Not, I suppose it's not violent because nothing violent happens, but it's just violent. Things. The tone of it, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, even the like, hey man, like just the conversation. It's all like, yeah, as he said, blood and guts and that sort of stuff. Like the um, Bart was like, hey man, make the walls bleed. No, yeah, like it's, <laughs> but yeah, as I said, bad dream house. It, it set the tone for what's to come with Treehouse yep. of Horror. Yeah, uh, moving on to number two, which was. Hungry are the damned. Now, I think this is probably my favourite of the three in Trios of Horror. It's definitely the best one in my eyes, yeah. The bait and switch is amazing. The best part about the yep. bait and switch at the end is that you think the same thing Lisa thinks. You yep. think, because they're planting all these little seeds that the aliens plan to eat them. Like They're, yep. they're throwing you off. Yep. And you think, oh, obvious that it's they're going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so obvious. Oh, you'll be at the feast. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling you'll be the guest of honour. There'll be plenty of time to chew the fat. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many things. Oh, your wife is quite a dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's funny about it, though, is that there's not a person watching that scene yeah. that would have believed that the aliens were trying to be nice. Also, the other thing that they did that's, that's fairly genius here is... Um, the whole thing of like comedy comes in threes and most things come in three that they go like evil cookbook blow some space dust off it's a good cookbook blow more space stuff there's a space dust off yeah. and it's an evil cookbook again and your brain is just preset to think well that's where it ends but yeah. then they go again with a little rug pull and yeah and yeah, yeah. That, that, this, well, so basically let's, let's get into it. the family's enjoying a, a barbecue in the backyard and this yeah. is a very um I don't know why because I don't think it's on any clip shows and I think maybe the barbecue with the flame going up in the air like Mm. Uh, nothing better than a hamburger grilled to perfection. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been on a clip show, but for some reason, that, that scene is stuck in my head. I, I feel like it's just an iconic... I reckon it has come back to a few times. But I, to as I, I, the, the big one is when Homer's munching on the burger as the spaceship comes in. That, Your burgers are getting cold, God. Holy moly. And then takes a bite. I like that when I was watching it now, you know the scene where he's spraying all the um all the spray in the barbecue the, yeah. and it goes on for like twenty seconds. Yeah. That's such a family guy scene. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, probably Family similar. Guy drags things on to the point where they're not funny anymore. Yep. Then they go so long that they're funny again. Yeah. Well, Family Guy weren't the first to do that by any stretch. No, though. no, but that's but, the kind of jokes that Family Guy just thrive on. Now. Yeah. So, Simpsons did it first, Family Guy. Yep. <laughs> um, so, they get abducted by aliens. And this is the first time we ever hear the Kane and Kodos music. Yeah, the first yeah. time we ever see them, obviously. Yeah, of but course. It's just, I never sort of put that music to Kane and Kodos. I always just sort of put it as the Halloween music. But yep. it's not the... It's, the, it's the Halloween music is the... Do, 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 the yeah. I don't know what instrument it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's the Kane and Kodos music. And it's the first time I was watching it before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Kane and Kodos theme. I never really thought of it like that. Mm. Um, we introduced to them, and as well as... Is it Sarek the Preparer? And we never see him again. Like, he's just in it for this one, and that's it. I wish I had brought him back. Or do you think there was... I think it works better as too many. Two. Yeah, it would have been a little bit much. Yeah, because... I guess so, yeah. yeah. So, um, basically, they're telling the Simpsons family that they plan to just spoil them and take them back to their home planet and treat them like kings and yeah, whatnot. for no reason at all. No, just, you just, know... Just swung by the neighbourhood. One thing I noticed, though, is when they, they give them all this food, mm. Lisa is happy to eat shrimp. Because obviously well, she's, she's not a vegetarian, vegetarian at this yet. point, or she's one of a uh, fish and chip crew. Yeah, <laughs> it's just odd to see her enjoying meat. It's so yeah. drawn into her heads now that she's such a militant vegetarian um, for, for everything. Yeah, you know, she just wants to 
she doesn't eat meat. What else? She, she's a Buddhist. She saves trees. She says everything. But yeah, I think Lisa was actually involved in Australia bringing in twelve thousand Syrian refugees. I'm pretty sure she <laughs> she uh, was at the table for that one negotiation. Move along swiftly before we get ourselves in trouble. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're showing off the the um. This, this is one of my a scene that I really enjoyed. They're showing off the spaceship, and they said they've installed these video games. It's Pong, yeah, Pong, and the yep. Simpsons hang shit on Pong. Yeah, and they're like, and then it gets to like a dick measuring contest. It's like, well. Who's, who's built a spaceship that can go travel yeah. across space? Put your hands up. Yeah. <laughs> then Bart puts his hand up. Put your hand down, you idiot. <laughs> the, the, the family's enjoying, basically, that they're just being treated like kings. And Lee, But Lisa, being Lisa, is... Suspicious. She's suspicious because nothing can be this good. Frankly, so she should be. Yes. <laughs> she's the only one showing any common sense. Exactly right. Because, I mean, if you get abducted by aliens and they're just treating you like this for no reason, you'd be like, something's not quite right something's here. Something's up. So she spies on... Serac the preparer in the kitchen and finds this book and yep. it says how to cook humans. Yes. This will give these humans the perfect flavour. And obviously we find out that's the, the big setup for the bait and switch at the end which yep. is how to cook for 40 humans. It goes, yep. what's it go? How to cook humans. How to, to cook humans. How, how to, to cook, cook for humans. humans. How to cook 40 humans. <laughs> how to cook for 40 humans. That's, that's, how good is that scene? Yeah. It's just, it's so classic. And the, and the genuine hurt emotions of the aliens like that, you thought... They thought we were going to eat them. Laid in the kitchen for days. <laughs> well, if you wanted to make Sarek the Preparer cry, mission accomplished. <laughs> you feel so bad for him. You do. <laughs> um, it's a great thing to show how evil the Simpsons are. And Lisa's fantastic quote to sum that episode up of um, There were monsters on that ship, and truly we were them. Lisa, see what we mean when we say you're too smart for your own good? Way to go, Lisa. Yeah, thanks, Lisa. It's actually funny that both the Bad Dreamhouse and this one are both ended, basically, or both capped by a poignant quote from Lisa, just being too intelligent. What did she say in the first one? I uh, chose to... It chose to destroy itself rather than live with us. You can't help but feel a little dejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it, yeah. So, what did you think of Hunger of the Damned? Well, it's it's really great. Um, oh, we should point out that it's uh, referencing a Twilight Zone episode, To Serve Man. Yeah, To Serve Man, um, which is... But the bait and switch in... Twilight yep. Zone is that they are even they yep. are going to eat yeah think- which again sets up that joke that if you are a super nerd like myself and you own the Twilight Zone on DVD and if you don't I highly recommend going out and getting the Twilight Zone on DVD how many episodes does it have um, there are four seasons and come on super weird. nerd <laughs> um, I think it's like 160 Oh, wow, that many. There's, they cram a lot, because they're only 20 minute half hour episodes and back in the 50s when you know there's very little on TV they're that old Fifties, fifties, sixties. I think it was like fifty-eight through to sixty-two. I, I could be wrong man on that. Said it was from the sixties. I've got it up here actually. I'll tell yep. you. It is from nineteen sixty-two. So yeah. yeah, that would have been towards the end of the show's yeah. run. Think Almost what? all written by the same guy, by the way. Yeah, Rod Serling. It's it, it, it's phenomenal how his output through that time frame. I think with Hungry the Dam, what makes it so good is the way Lisa thinks throughout it is exactly what any normal human would think. Yep. It makes you feel bad because you would have done the exact same thing that she did. And like I said, there's no viewer at home that would have watched it and thought, oh, Lisa's just being ridiculous. Of course, they just want to treat them as kings. Like, they're just, they're just nice aliens. Yeah. And then when they do the bait and switch, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of a terrible person as well. Like, it, yeah. You know, I think it's, it's, it's something about humans that... If someone's doing something nice for us, we immediately think, well, what are they trying to get in return? Or Have what, you ever what? tried to give free food to somebody on that? Yeah. It's impossible to do. Like, like hey, man, why do would you, you do it? Yeah, exactly. Do you want this sandwich? No. no, no. I said to a guy at work, I bought a guy, I was, I worked with two guys, I bought them both a can of Coke because they're only a dollar each at work. Yeah. I said, here, it was a hot day, and they're like, what'd you do to it? Did you shake it up? I said, 
No, I'm just trying to buy you a can of I'm drink. I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, you opened it first then. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I'm just trying yeah, to I know. do like, a nice deed here. It's impossible to do. I, I challenge anyone out there, grab a sandwich, go to someone that you work with or just someone that you know or somebody on the street, preferably not a homeless person because they will take the sandwich. Sandwich is kind of weird though. Uh, see, I... You can have it wrapped up. It can be a wrapped sandwich. It could be in a fucking plastic container fresh from the shelf. People will not touch it if you yeah. offer it to them for free. So, if it's out of the packaging, I'm a bit weary. But if it's well, sealed, then it's like... I don't know. I still... <laughs> I'd eat it off the ground if yeah. it looked tasty enough, to be honest. <laughs> Is that what you are doing going through my bin before? When you yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> now, moving along to your favourite... Yeah, the Raven. Um, I'll, I'll let Raven. you set this one up. Well, what I really like about the Raven is um, the way it starts. There's a parallel between hang the on, way. Hang on. I'm going to say that I'm going to take a photo of the way you're sitting right now, and I'm just going to because we've mentioned this on the podcast, so people will appreciate this photo. Okay, your legs are crossed. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What's it's amazing like, about this? Look, look. It's the way you were explaining something. Look well, up the Dando. sky. You look up into the sky. You're well, so proud Dando, of There's a few things about Edgar Allan Poe's I'm work that perhaps you need to learn. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking the photo. You guys will. It'll be posted up on the Facebook page. <laughs> um, so continue. Um, the yeah. Okay. So the Raven. Um, the way Lisa acts during this episode and the way Bart acts. Sorry, during this segment and the way Bart acts during this segment is, is how I react. Exactly. Bart is you. And I wrote I am Lisa. So Bart's yeah. reaction is how I react to this episode. Yeah. So like he starts with, "Hey, Poindexter, it's Halloween. Put the book away." Yeah. And then she sort of starts to explain, "No, no, I'm going to read to you a very old classic tale of horror." Um. And then throughout, like, now what follows is a word-for-word adaptation of The Raven, read by Mr. James L. Jones, uh, with the only times, like, you know, Homer will interject little bits of dialogue, and then Bart, as The Raven, interjects bits of dialogue when fitting. Now this, I'm sorry, I'm just going to interrupt for a second. This might sound stupid, but I just, I've got to ask something. The dialogue that James L. Jones reads... Yes. Is that what The Raven is from start to finish? Or Homer's dialogue, is that him saying that portion that James L. Jones would have just said? Like, yeah, that- so basically The Raven, as it is, as it is um, written by Edgar Allan Poe, is written from Homer's character. But it's kind of like an inner monologue. And then during the play, there are little bits that are sort of... During the, the poem, there are bits that are in quotation marks. So and they're the it. bits that Homer says okay, out loud. Okay, makes sense now. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So James L. Jones is the inner monologue, basically, of the story. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, The Raven is about a man who has lost his wife. Um, and Lenore. Lenore, yes. The um, fair and radiant angel uh, maiden whom the angels named Lenore. So, The Simpsons taught me something. Yeah, that's a good start. Um, so, he's sitting alone in a dark, you know, kind of gothic mansion type thing. Like, he's in, his, he's in his chamber reading many old books that he hasn't read for some time. And basically, this is a guy that's lonely and pining for his wife. Um, he hears a tap at the door and he's not entirely sure what it is. Nice rhyme there. What rhyme? Knock at the door, he's not entirely sure. Oh. <laughs> well, Mr. Poe taught me a thing or two. Uh, classic A-B rhyme structure. <laughs> um, no, so he opens the door, there's nothing there. Eventually this raven flies in. Now, what the the raven in this case, like, I'm with you. This isn't an overly scary story and it's not... Um, it's not scary one I own. No, it's but, not. But, but was it... Scary when it was written, like it was intended to be scary, or what, what is it intended to be? It's intended to get inside the mind of this guy who the the constant references to Nevermore, the fact that that lo- rhymes with Lenore is kind of important. So he, oh, it, it's okay. just this guy becoming acutely aware and cripplingly depressed about the fact that he will never see Lenore again. And there's a line in there about um, how he's constantly going to be under the raven's shadow. So it's it's the, the moment that this guy realises that he's never going to be happy again. That the raven, you know, I'm, I'm doing the Dr. Evil fingers here. Yeah. The raven 
is Lenore's death and and the misery and everything that accompanies that, and it's always going to be there. It's always going to be sitting, staring at him, and it's it's something that he can never get away from. So that's you know, that's what the whole thing about it is, and and it's it's incredibly deep, it's incredibly dark, and I um, just love the imagery, and I, I, I kind of again, if you guys can look this up, like it's a poem that you probably need to read three or four times to truly appreciate. You're probably going to need to pull a dictionary out, like I, I sure as hell did, to just kind of translate a few of the older fashioned words that are in there but it, it's so worthwhile it's, it's it's just one of those ones that i find that the words just drip off the page it's 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 like i'm gonna sound so douchey but it's like really nice wine like it just kind of fills you with despair and and it's uh, yeah fair enough it is a really odd thing to have chosen to done to do i'll be perfectly honest it, oh, it's apparently matt graining was just like i don't want this to happen yeah he, oh, right he, okay. he just, yeah it says that on the wikipedia page and i've read it other places as well can i stop you quickly i can't believe that i've just tried to sound intelligent and give a nice little deconstruction of one of the greatest works of gothic literature of all time and i ended it by saying it's a weird thing to have chosen to done yeah fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so Matt Groening didn't want to do it. Yeah, it just apparently he just he felt that it wasn't funny enough. He he felt that the viewers wouldn't get it. He, yeah, he he knew what I guess he knew what the writers were going for and why they wanted to do it. They wanted to do something different. They wanted show, to do something that was art. Yeah, and show, show yeah show that the, the arty side and show that yep. the Simpsons can be intelligent. Which in the long run they're probably glad they did. And Matt's probably glad he gave them the all clear because so many people do like this episode. Yeah, me you know- personally. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I can appreciate what they were trying to do. Yeah. You know what it um, is, uh, and I should give um, Dan Castellanata credit in this as well, that his acting portrayal of this is is quite good. It's almost Shakespearean in the way that you don't necessarily understand the dialogue straight away because it is so different, but you can pick up on the descent into madness as he just really, you know, ramps up into absolute anger. What I'd liken it to now is if you go to watch like a an hour long stand up show, like you know, like a comedy festival type stand up show that so many people will now put in a serious message into what they're doing, and this is kind of like that. It's like the first fifty five minutes of the show were just jokes and telling my story, but then the last five minutes is them sort of delivering a little bit of a message, and there isn't an actual joke in it, but it's just a kind of add a sense of poignancy to the the whole process. The oh. other thing that's great about this, even from a media studies point of view, is that they really, like the camera angles and the way they draw everything, like the room is huge thing. and the chair is huge and everything's so overwhelming and overpowering and it's all done to kind of put you off. So it's incredibly subtle what they do here and it is old-fashioned, but it's fantastically done. Like just the skill involved in this segment is second to none. I noticed that the each story had its own visual style like for example the yeah. raven was the things out of proportion chairs yep. were big whatnot the first episode just looked like your standard simpsons episode yep it was nothing really anything different visually yeah but hungry of the damned there was lots of uh color changes lots of tint yeah lots of tint like when the, the spaceship's coming down it cl- zooms in on um oh Lisa. yeah that, one of those great focus pulls where yeah the, yeah um, the, the part when he walks in with the when they first discover that the the book how to eat humans I think it's either Kang or Kodos walk in and it goes like all bluey greeny or blue yep. ready or something I'm not sure whether they deliberately meant to do that but it breaks up each segment mm. so each segment looks differently yeah yeah no, no I'm sure that probably was a, a very deliberate choice um, was it one director from this episode or did they hand that out to a few different people I will tell you what directed by Rich Moore no each one had its own director yeah, so right. Rich Moore did cool. part one Wesley Archer did number two and David Silverman was part three yeah so that's a nice feel as well as you said just to have three significantly different segments I guess that's why it's different yeah you know what it's actually really similar to now that I think about that is the Twilight Zone the movie 
what they did with the with the movie The Twilight Zone is they basically took four of the short stories that The Twilight Zone had dealt with in the past, extrapolated them a little bit, Made and handed longer. them out to different directors. So the first segment of the movie was directed by John Landis, um, the director of Animal House. Then uh, I can't remember the two of the others, but Steven Spielberg did the uh, third segment. Really? I believe. Which, yeah. What was that about? Was that uh, the aeroplane one? Was that in the movie, the aeroplane one? Uh, yes. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah. That, that rounds That's it what up. Terror at Five and a Half Feet's based yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and William Shatner did that in the yeah. original series. Um, no, Steven Spielberg's was about a man who comes to a retirement home and kind of has this magical elixir that reduces, turns them all back into children again. Um, John Landis's John Landis is my favourite by so far. It's not funny. It's about this really, really racist guy that's in a bar and he's talking about how you know some Jew's going to take his job and some chinks moved into the country. Like really filth, like just horrible hatred of of every other race. Um, he walks out of that bar, he closes the door, and suddenly he's in like 1930s Berlin, and everybody is seeing him as being a Jew. Uh, okay. So Nazis are chasing him. He cannot get away from these people. And it ended ultimately on him being loaded into a train to be taken off to a concentration camp. That's how um, it ends. Yeah. How depressing. It, yeah, it was really... Bla- it Admittedly, it had to actually... There was a death on the set in that particular episode, so they had to... Um, or segment, so they had to end that one kind of quickly. But it's great. It's so, so good to watch and to just get that kind of, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes perspective about about how awful racism actually is. Yeah. Was The Raven your favourite out of these three? You said Hungry of the Damned. Well, but I enjoy I it like- in two different ways. I, I, Hungry of the Damned is um, certainly the, the funnier uh, For us, of the it's, three. It's, a, it's the best Simpsons yeah. of the three. Yeah. The the Raven I enjoy on a more artistic level um, and overall completion and, and perfection of the way they put that one together. But Have they done if anything I was- like it since? I just can't record actually, anything You know like the other thing, like I so said, I love that poem so much that I actually have a recording of that on my iPod. Um, it's a re- weirdo, man. It's read by Christopher Walken, and it <laughs> is a cool. treat. <laughs> so he reads that. Yeah, it, it's just eight and a half. I would, be, I would give that a go and have a listen because Christopher Walken reading anything is amazing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Your favorite was Hungry Out of the Damned, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. Cool. Uh, it was Bad Dream House going into it, just because I always have fun memories of getting a knife out of a drawer being banned. <laughs> <laughs> but if you critiquing it, Hungry Out of the Damned is. I just love the bait and switch. It's just so good. That yep. How to cook four forty humans. Yeah. I just. I just love how it makes you feel so bad because you were judging the aliens as well. Yeah. And then they were just wanting to be nice. Yeah. I, I also really love the visual gag of Homer not being able to be sucked up by the tractor beam. Like, oh, there's, there's a lot classic more classic Fat Man joke. Yeah. There are a lot more jokes packed into Hungry Out of the Damned than either of the other two segments. Yeah. Uh, and we should of course mention the very end, um, where they kind of pack themselves up. Neither Bart nor Lisa have scared each other. Um, Bart's got that great little throwaway line of like, it's like when you look at the original Friday the 13th, pretty tame by today's yeah. standards. It's a 10-year-old boy in 1991. Yeah. Going, yeah. Um, but then Homer, of course, sitting on the tree outside, just shivering. <laughs> Can't handle any of it. That's, yeah, I, that was I do funny. enjoy um, Bart during the Raven. When the oh, the yeah. You know what's better than nothing? Anything. Quaff <laughs> exactly the Raven. My Eat my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Trio Safari, great episode. Um, yeah, go back and watch it. If you haven't watched it, that's you 100% will enjoy it. Yep. The Raven, not so much. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to stay up. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Um, what did I learn? Well, you learned uh, Lenore, who was yep. uh, the name of the wife. I, um, okay, so it's gone back a few years when I first looked it up, but I learned the word law. Um, when, he, when he references the um, many acquainted, curious volume of forgotten law, was referring to just the old textbooks that he had. 
Okay. L-O-R-E. Tails, if you will. Which you probably I was mention- admittedly young. I was relatively young when I met that, but I would th- I would venture a guess that if I put the word L-O-R-E on a card and ask 90% of people on the street, what does that mean? They wouldn't be able to give me an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Before I get into what I learned, we should probably mention the visual gags that were thrown into, the, or the visual th- tributes yeah. to Poe. Yeah, so Bart pulling... Bart, um, or the Raven, as yeah. Bart pulling off the different books from the bookshelf, and so I think we see the telltale head, yeah. um, the purloined letter, um, purloined to steal. There you go. Oh, okay. um, or you know, has been stolen. I've purloined this pen from uh, your good wife before I came <laughs> in to record this. Um, what was the other one? I think it started with S. The Sterling something. Uh, ring a bell. Uh, yeah, that one I'm not a hundred percent on. Um, but tell yeah, us, message yeah, page. Tell, tell us, us, go out and buy uh, the complete collection of Edgar Allan Poe. You can do that, or most of them are probably available for free these days. They are so far past copyright that it's yeah. not funny. You can just get PDFs. You'll need to tell us because once we've reviewed the episodes, we never go back and watch them ever again. That's the deal. Yeah. We're not allowed to watch them anymore. Oh, okay. So I'll just, I'll just start <laughs> frisbeeing my DVDs around. Yes. What I learned for this episode that is Rigelian language is exactly the same as English. Ah. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a bit of trivia. James L. Jones. There's mm-hmm. three voices in this episode. Oh, okay. What are the three voices? One per segment. All right, so I've already picked that he narrated the... The Raven. The he Raven. was the narrator, yep. Who was he in Hunger of the Damned and who was he in Bad Dreamhouse? All right, was... Uh, Just try and think. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of who it would be. Obviously, he's not the house in Bad Dreamhouse. The only other characters that I can think of would be the Removalist. He's the Removalist. He's the Removalist, the guy yep. that... A buck, I'm glad there's a curse on this place. Yep. Cool. Hungry are the damned. Did he voice? Hmm. It's it's quite an easy question when you think about who, like when you limit it down to who's actually in the the, the shows. Like yeah, I know. Um, it's, oh, I've just gone blank. Is there a moment in Hungry are the Damned where they see a character outside the spaceship? Hey, I'm sure. I'm asking the questions, not you. <laughs> Did he voice either, <laughs> Time up. Either Kang or Kodos. It was Sarek the Preparer. Sarek the Preparer. Okay. Um, and you know how he got the sound? This is the other trivia question. Okay. How did he get the sound of the drooling? Um, did he, Darth Vader style, talking into a bin but with water in it? No, he, <laughs> apparently, he apparently... Is that really how he got Darth Vader? Uh, I'm sure that that was how it was done, that he was talking over a bin. Oh, that, cool. that was part of it. There were a few other bits of sound engineering. Apparently, he ate cookies. I had a mouthful of cookies close to the mic. Oh, okay. So nice. I got the drooling sound. For I imagine that you could find James L. Jones with a mouthful of cookies at most <laughs> given times of the day. Now, do you have any trivia for me? I do indeed. Uh, from the same, or oh, from from the episode segment we were just talking about, Hungry the Damned. Uh, Kang and Kodos. It's the first times that they have arrived mm-hmm. on The Simpsons. Where was the inspiration found for their names? Uh, Star Trek, the original series. I know one of them was called Kang or Kodos, whoever it was. The actually, no, I don't know what it is. It's something like what's <laughs> when you you slaughter when you when you kill someone when you slaughter someone like as a job. What's it called? Um, an executioner. Yes. Yeah. I, I was in my head. I was like decapitator. That, that actually <laughs> sounds more like, badass. The guy who cuts people's heads off. The hangman. <laughs> Jamal. Jamal is here. Ooh. All right, let's get into um, the mailbag. This yes. Mailbag. Mitch has got some questions. If you've got a question for us, email it 
Oh, actually, don't email it. Email is annoying. Yeah, just message just, it through to the page. It's yes. the easiest way to go. And while you're there, if you haven't liked the page yet, like it. So, facebook.com slash four finger discount. Getting and just, real close to 1,000. Oh, like 980 something now. Yeah, I know. I really get to 1,000. So, if you haven't shared the page, share the page. Tell your friends to like the page. Even if they yep. don't listen to the show, we just want 1,000 likes. And get involved. Comment. Like, yes, d- comment. Don't we, just like it and then forget about us. Like, we, you know, say stuff. Yes, we will. If get you message us, we will, 100% we'll write back to you because, and we'll write back to you quickly because we want to try and keep that little. That little green symbol on the page. Yeah, you're real anal about quickly. that. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically to explain to anyone that hasn't managed a page on Facebook, the Facebook pages are rated based on how quickly they respond to a question. Yeah, and it tells so, you the response time. So, but, that means that, and if you have sent us messages, you might have had a lot of conversations where we're like, you know, hey guys, you should do this. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. Thanks, man. Um, and then they'll go, that's okay. And then we'll go, cool. And then they'll go, Cheers. And then we give like a thumbs up and then they'll do a smiley face and then we just have to keep coming back with something. So, so yeah, just keep that in mind that we have to have the last laugh. Exactly. Otherwise, Facebook will own us. Otherwise, we're going to have to get all Sean Connery on you. (laughs) Sometimes our listeners want the last word and you'll give them the last word, but that's not enough for them. (laughs) (laughs) So, who you got questions for us this week? Uh, Okay, so we've got a few. Now, now this is the other thing we'll point out. Um, uh, we've got quite a number actually for the mailbag. So if you don't get yours read out today, it will. We have got them saved for future episodes. Okay. So don't stress. Um, the first one that we've got uh, ties in with a the Halloween theme. So this is from Connor Lynch. Connor, get your mates onto the page, mate. Yeah, please, buddy. Um, he would like to know who our favourite Halloween episode Halloween version. Or Halloween. Halloween. Whichever way you want to go. <laughs> Potato, potato. Um, who is our favourite Halloween version of a character? Okay. Okay. So, I had a bit of a think about this, and I personally can't go past Zombie Flanders. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just for that great line. He was a zombie. He was a zombie. That's apparently <laughs> Matt Groening's favourite quote. Yeah. I, I mean, he tells that so many times, but yeah. It is It is very, very, very funny. <laughs> well, mine would be, going back to when I said that the first episode I was allowed, when I was allowed to watch The Simpsons again, I remember... You know, you just have moments in your childhood that you just always remember and they just bring back good memories and you can't help but smile. This yep. is one of those moments when my mum said, okay, you're allowed to watch The Simpsons. I begged and begged and she let me. And I was so excited because my mates were, be- were allowed to watch The Simpsons. I'd always talk about it at school because The Simpsons was a big deal then. I was never yep. allowed to watch it. Yeah, and, uh, you would have, and not being allowed to watch The Simpsons, you would have been like the Mormon kid. Oh, man. Like, 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 did you guys hear that Dando's mum won't let him watch The Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> like, they would have talked about it in hushed tones. Yeah. Shh, shh, he's coming. <laughs> Don't talk about it in front of him. Hey, um, Dando, did you see the Seinfeld last yeah. night? <laughs> no, no, I can't watch Seinfeld because once I, I, I stole a big pot of soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got the tape out and I was going to tape it. And as I said, the first one was New Kid on the Block. Yep. I think that's what the episode's called. But the, fir- the very first, it was the all-new episode, and I was so pumped for it because what they did was, it's Homer in 3D World. Oh, 3D. yeah, of course. I remember the build-up to it, why I was so excited was because the, for the first time ever, The Simpsons in 3D. Well, any TV show in 3D. 3D yes, that blew was, my mind. I couldn't believe it. And yeah. they, on the ad, all they showed you on the trailer was the 3D part where Homer was 3D. Yeah. And it made you think that the whole episode was going to be Homer or The Simpsons in 3D. I remember when the first story came on, it was like Attack of the Story, the 50 Story, whatever it is. The, yeah, the, the, the Attack of the 50 Foot something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. And um, I remember I'm thinking, I must be on the wrong channel because it's supposed to be 3D. When, when's like, it coming? I remember going to mum saying, it's not right. They said it was going to be 3D. And I was, I was outraged. I was so upset. <laughs> They're not doing it. Yeah. And then it cut to the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. 
no 3D. Yep. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Dando, been- you're going to get banned again. Stop yeah. stomping. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Home of 3D came on. And although it was only like five minutes or so yep. of actual 3D. I'm sure the on. cost would have been astronomical for its time oh, to yeah. get that done. But how good is that the, the final shot where he's in real life? Yeah. Where he's walking down the street, erotic cakes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. And, and there's a bit of a backstory to that. There's that they didn't want them to do that scene. They didn't want to allow them to do it for some God-unknown reason. I don't okay. know why. Uh, who's they? Like Fox? Or? Fox, yeah. Okay. But Fox had no control over the, the, yep. what they did. Um, and they he had to hire a cherry picker because the final shot is like a, a panning out way. Yep. And if you look in the background, because uh, it was filmed on a strip in LA, I think I think it was. Yeah, right? it's a very LA street. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere in LA. And the, there's traffic getting banked up because they couldn't shut the street down. Oh, okay. So this cherry picker was just, just on the road in filming an episode <laughs> of The Simpsons and the traffic's just like, what is going on here? That's Why can't I cool. get home on time? Because I'm filming The Simpsons. Yeah. But nice. um, yeah, so Homer as 3D is probably my favorite just because it brings back the memories of being allowed to watch The Simpsons for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, nice. being Good. outraged by it. Cool. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for your question, Connor. Yes. Uh, now, our second question comes from Nathan Clover. Now, this is in reference to the Nathan. last episode that we reviewed, which was, of course... Simpson and Delilah. Thank you very much. Starring um, Carl. Harvey or, Feierstein. You know, Harvey Feierstein as Carl. So, Nathan, um, would, we, we touched on this a little bit about some of the other work that Harvey Feierstein has done, but he wants to know what our favourite Harvey Feierstein role has been outside of The Simpsons. Mine's got to be Mrs. Doubtfire, his yeah. gay brother. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um, it's just what I've always known him as. He's... Yeah. he's I remember when I first looked up Simpson Delaney, I found, found out that who he was, Harvey Feinstein, was the voice of Carl, and they showed a picture of him. I was like, oh, it's the gay guy from yep. Stoutfire. What's that great line? Is it where Robin asks him something like, can you make me a woman? Um, I've been waiting for this for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit where like they're they're sort of judging his makeup levels and comparing him to different celebrities and that sort of thing. Um, my favourite, and he's not in it for much, but it's so memorable for me from the movie is him in Independence Day. Oh yes, he's got some great lines in that about how like oh, I've got to call my mother, I've got to call my lawyer. <laughs> now forget the lawyer. And then of course it's him sitting there like when the alien first attacks and just lights up the street, and he's sort of stuck. Like he's on the phone, I, I think from memory, and then like he just looks at he this can't fireball coming to him. It's just. Oh, crap. That's <laughs> exactly... It's just that subbed up of, well... I'm boned. I'm done. <laughs> so, what's the next question for this week's okay, mailbag? Okay, so the final question for this week's mailbag. This one comes from... And don't be upset if we haven't asked you a question. We, every question that's been sent in has gone into the mailbag. It will be pulled out at yeah, some stage. They come out at random or yes. we pick and choose. <laughs> um, uh, so, this one comes from our old mate, Jeff. Uh, from our bakery in Edmund's Canada, Pies. Edmunds Pies, uh, on a food theme, actually. I, mean, I, I wanted to throw this one in as something um, unrelated to so the Simpsons. So, non-Simpsons related? This is just a little fun uh, fact. So, if you want to ask us a question that's non-Simpsons related, but you want to ask on the show, yep. send it in. Yeah, Messages that's fine. through the Facebook page. He wants to know, being from Canada, what sort of food can we get in Australia that can't be found elsewhere? Okay. I've got one for you. All right, then. And it can't, it's not available in England anyway. It might be now, but it wasn't in 2011 when I first went there. Well, you sound bitter about it. Was it Pepsi? <laughs> because I know you love Pepsi. Chicken salt. You can't get chicken salt? Right. Oh, Can you come on. It? They don't know what chicken salt Do is. Do the rest of the world know what chicken salt is? I surely said- surely America, ha- they've, they've got condiments down pat. I went to the fish and chip shop, right? Now, if you go to the fish and chip shop in England, yeah. unless you say you don't want it, you're getting vinegar on your chips. Right? Oh, what? Yeah. No, you can't do that. That's, yeah, that's, not, that's, not as a mandatory. They douse their chips in vinegar. Awful. Right? Like, look, I, I don't mind putting vinegar on chips, but you you don't make that assumption. Like, have you ever been... Tate, Tate's chips in Boston, apparently the best chips in England or some okay. shit they always go on about. Is there anything worse than when you're, 
like you, you're eating from a communal pile of chips and someone just either goes vinegar or sauce over all of it. Oh, Nicola did it to me at the football last week, right? She so goes, frustrating. I said to Nicola, can you please get me a drink and some food, right? So she gets, she goes, I'll get you some chicken and chips, the yep. chicken strips, you know, $10 deal. Your little tenders, yep. And a Pepsi Max. She rocks in Coke Zero, not Pepsi Max. I'm like, yep. okay, I'll accept that. Yep. Hands me the bucket, chicken and chips, both covered in tomato sauce. Oh, no. The chicken. No. <laughs> Blasphemy. The chicken had tomato sauce on it. What are you doing? You, oh, oh, yeah, there no. is mustard there, Nicola. Mustard. Exactly. Nothing Nothing. Nothing worse. And, and you know what? I, I like tomato sauce as much as the next man. Sometimes I don't feel let, like tomato sauce. let me put it on. Yeah, it's you put your a food. food. When you, if it's communal, you put the sauce to the side and let, some, let people dip into it. Yeah, maybe put please. it in the corner. Yes, if you that's, want. What, like, that's what I do. You dip into, you squeeze into the corner. Yeah. And if someone wants, if, if I feel like sauce, I'll be like, yeah, this chip can have some sauce. Yeah. Next chip. No, no, no sauce. I want to enjoy the saltiness of that next But no, chip. I had chicken and chips smothered in tomato sauce. And she knew it. She knew it because she likes tomato sauce on chips. Is this why I saw like a, a doona and pillows on the couch? Uh, like, are you, guys, yesterday. are you guys having a moment? That's <laughs> for <laughs> no, no. no, Jet. That's okay. Jet's bed. Um, okay, cool. Uh, well, I was going to go with a fairly obvious one and it's a bit of a trademark, but Vegemite, I'm pretty sure you can't find Vegemite. Elsewhere, yeah, I'm not sure they might have exported it by now, but yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't like. Well, maybe not because you see them on talk shows and stuff. And Where like it. like Hugh Jackman's and bringing it's a big it deal as a know, special yeah. thing to get Vegemite. Like, check this out, it's Vegemite. Yeah, yeah. I was a Marmite kid, not Vegemite. Okay, never liked. If, Vegemite. if you are listening, and I mean, Hugh's explained this, and um, and it kind of it's annoying when something that's common knowledge just suddenly goes viral because BuzzFeed was bored that week. But if you are, if you're ever getting your hands on Vegemite and you're from outside Australia, you've never done it before. Don't spread it on thick. Like don't treat it like peanut butter or anything like that. You just put the lightest little smearing. should be more butter to Vegemite on your toast. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to make sure that butter's melted. Yeah. Really melted. So I can eat Vegemite when it's on hot toast with the melted butter and just a little bit of Vegemite. That's all right. Um, but there's other uses for Vegemite that's good as well. Like I've, I pop it in bolognese um, just with the beef. It kind of brings out the beefy flavours of it a little bit. It's almost like a stock in a way. Um, the other thing that it can go well with um, sometimes is you can have it with like a poached egg, like a tiny little bit on your toast just with some poached eggs you know, and avocado. My nan makes an amazing vegetable soup. It's like one of the, you know how every nan has their one thing that the whole family loves? For years, like my mum wouldn't say how she what she did that was so differently. My mum would try and make it. I'd try and make it. It was never the same. I love that she's kept it as a secret from you all. Yeah, no, this is my vegetable yeah. soup. <laughs> if I tell you, you won't come around yeah. anymore. <laughs> exactly what happened. Um, so basically, it's tablespoons of Vegemite. Yeah, right. Two tablespoons of Vegemite. Two tablespoons of Vegemite. Big, yeah. big, like um, what's the word? Saucepan pot. Pot, yeah. Yeah. Of um of vegetable soup. Yeah, apparently it just does the trick. Yeah, nice. Okay, cool. As I said though, was never a Vegemite kid. I was always Marmite. Yeah. And I my friends looked at me like I was weird because apparently no one likes Marmite, but I loved it. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. Um I was never a Marmite Marmite guy or what's the other one? There's like Promite or something like that. Oh yeah, um, that's my, like Dick Smith version. Yeah, it's Oh <laughs> man, it's bad. Another my thing dad you can't tried get in England at least mm. is chicken parmigiana. You can't get a chicken palmy. Nope. You can get it at the Ben and Jerry. Not Ben and Jerry's. That's ice cream. At yeah. Some Italian place. Something, okay. Something Jerry's, I think it is. I don't know. Yeah. Nick will know what it is. But yeah, you can get like a chicken parmigiana thing there, but it's not called chicken parmigiana. But what they do is, this is why Nicola, when she orders a parmigiana here, she says she wants- She puts vinegar on it. <laughs> she wants barbecue sauce instead of Napoli sauce. Oh, okay. Because over there, I think it's called hickory chicken. 
And cool. it's bar- it's a, it's a palmy with barbecue sauce. Sounds delightful. Oh, it's yeah, it was good. But yeah. I got hickory chicken with Napoli sauce. Yeah, okay. And everyone's like, "What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, what's wrong? Just with try it. Don't ask questions. His mum didn't let him watch Simpsons as a kid. <laughs> He's just had a hard life. Um, yeah, so pa- chicken parmigiana. They don't have it over there, which is like that's the Aussie staple pub food. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Palmy. If a pub doesn't have a palmy, it's not a pub. Palmy in a pot. You've got it. Yeah. yeah. This is how you judge the price of a pub. You look at the price of the... You can tell whether it's going to be expensive or not. Yeah. Look at the price of the palmy. If the palmy is more than $24, it's an expensive pub. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's... I'd be getting out of there. Because like, the most for a palmy, 22 Even that's a lot. Yeah. It's a fucking bit Sporting of crumb. Sporting Globe's now $22.90. It's some crumbed chicken breast, some Napoli sauce that they're just getting out of a jar, and some melted cheese. There's no reason that should cost more. Realistically, there's no reason that should cost more than $15. There's a place in Geelong. If anyone from Geelong's listening to this, go to the Wharf Shed. Mm-hmm. You can get it's called the Monster Palmy. I think it was twenty four dollars last time I was there, about yep. six months ago. I think I've seen this. It's like two actually. and a half palmies. It's fucking amazing. I have a, a friend who's a dwarf who tackled the Monster Palmy, and it's one of my favourite things I've ever watched happen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was the size of his head, bigger than like it was huge. Did he love it? Ginormous. He did. And to his credit, Scotty, you got through the whole thing. This has gone back years, um, but I was so, I've never been so impressed <laughs> like, because they can't eat palmies. No, it's not that he can't eat, but it was just massive. And the fact that he's, you know, not... It's the visual. Yeah, the, the <laughs> fact that he's not very tall means that it just looked even bigger than it actually was. Yeah. Tremendous. On the topic of food, you know what I hate? See, I'm a, I'm a palmy, no salad, just chips guy, right? Yep. I hate when you say that, and they don't replace the salad with chips, they just don't give you salad. It's like, oh, I'm paying yes, you the yeah, same yeah, yeah. amount of money. Yeah. When I say just chips, I mean, I want more, more chips. chips Instead of salad. Or at least take off so 80 now, cents. So, to avoid... This is a bit of advice to all you, all you guys out there that are just palmy, just chips guys. Mm. Say to the person, I want palmy with no salad but extra chips. You have to say that. If you say palmy, just chips, you ain't getting the extra chips. You yep. have to tell them the extra chips. Now, when they bring it out and there's no extra chips, lay the fucking smack yep. down. Yep. I don't want to see my plate. <laughs> All right, chips. <laughs> you know, what, you know what sucks when they put the palmy on top of the chips. Don't and it get, makes the chips all soggy. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. Although oh. I do like it if they go palmy on top of the chips, but also chips on the side, and you don't know that the palmy's on and top of the chips. Some. You've got bonus chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Or, or there's two ways of looking at it. You get bonus chips, or you think the palmy's bigger than what it is. You're like, ah, oh. yeah, true. But still, it it's like, like six it's inches like, thick. It's like hidden <laughs> treasure in your meal. Yeah, it's no, great. No, it is great. Do you get gravy on your chips? See, I, I always get gravy with my chips. Uh, not, not with a palmy, but if it's just a schnitzel, then yes. Can you drink? alcohol whilst eating food I can't I can but I don't like it I could drink alcohol while doing almost anything <laughs> I could drink alcohol now. while swimming yeah. <laughs> underwater <laughs> um, I just I don't, I don't do you know. actually can I, uh, look um, I tried spiced rum for the first time last night um, I went with a brand called Sailor Jerry um, really, this really is when nice. When you were writing your top five Simpsons episodes, that make it you was, cry. yeah, yeah. I, I referenced that in the, on the article right now. If anyone's right, if anyone's checking that article out about the top five Simpsons episodes that make me cry, and thought, oh yeah, he's just had a joke about drinking alcohol. No, no, no. I, I was the Hunter S. Thompson in this thing. Basically, I you should grab- tell the people that you've been home by yourself now. I have my wife in China. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I hope that she's able to download this actually because she's just over there spreading the word about four finger discount. This will be the only cards and shit. This will be the only form of communication that we've had for the week. So she's far. trying to set up um, interviews with Korean animators. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but um, she actually sent me a photo of a Chinese toilet, uh, which is one of those ones that like you kind of have to squat over. Like there's you know there's just a hole in the floor. It's like a long drop. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> in the factory that she was just checking close your out. eyes. Hope for the best. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Yep. And there's just tiny roofs everywhere. She keeps sending me photos of her head touching a ceiling. Um, 
Yeah, which is kind of funny. So what were you saying? But you're uh, drinking um, alcohol at home? Yeah, so it, it, Sailor Jerry is just really, really nice. But I was, like, last night, I, I've reverted to be to becoming a bachelor, like, to my bachelor lifestyle so quickly, it's not funny. She was gone for one day. I went out and bought a massive takeaway meal, so I knew that I'd be able to just reheat it for pizza? the next three nights. No, I went with Indian, some butter chicken and some okay. naan. So, um, yeah, so it's funny, I'm sorry for interrupting, but, like, if, the thought of your wife being away for a few nights, it doesn't sound... Good, like you think. Oh, what am I going to do? Like I'm going to be lonely. Well, and then I your wife been. What's that? I oh, have yeah, been. Hence the alcohol. Yeah, and then your wife isn't there, and you're home by yourself, and you're like, I'm naked. I'm going to the, <laughs> I'm going to the toilet with the door open, and, and I, I love it. it. <laughs> um, but I anyway, yes, I was just uh, drinking from the bottle. I was like, if I'm having rum, I'm going to drink this like I'm a pirate. So yeah. I just pulled the cork out with my teeth and really? just knocking it back <laughs> last night on my own. Like, not like while, Marge with a bottle while crying, dun, 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 dun. While crying dun. over Simpsons episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, an insight tri- into my life. So, Treehouse um, of Horror 1. It's been a joy to review. Yeah. Make sure you guys tell your friends about Four Finger Discount because yep. we want to get those likes above 1,000. Yep. Also, our subscribers have jumped over 500, so we want to keep getting subscriptions for our YouTube channel. So, youtube.com slash TV. We're going to have mm-hmm. plenty more top 10 videos, Simpsons-based top 10 videos going up in the very near future. Yep, they'll be coming soon. You um, know what I'm looking forward to in a couple of episodes? Dance and Homer. Yeah, Dance and Homer is going to be a lot of fun. I was talking to a, a listener Maybe today. we could do a video of ourselves trying to recreate. Why not? Dance and Homer. There's a guy that writes for the website. His name is Joel Mayo. He said to me today, he's like, I just can't wait for you guys to review Dance and Homer because it's one of his favorites. He wants yep. to know our thoughts. Trust me, it's going to be a good I review. really love it when they get to Capital City. The Capital City. <laughs> and the, like, I can't remember the singer's name off the top of my head, but when they're like, hey, it's such and such. Hey, good Tony Bennett? Uh, I, no, I don't Bennett. think it is Tony. It's, I always think of Tony Bennett, yeah. but it's not him. It's like, oh, good evening to you. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that he breaks his song. Yeah, it's very cool. Pretty Are you cool. aware that we spent 10 minutes of our Simpsons podcast talking about chicken parmesan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And people enjoy listening to it. It makes yeah. no sense to me. No, it's really nice. you do it until they tell me not to. On that, if you do enjoy it, please review it. Rate and review in iTunes. You did get a bad comment from some guy. He's like, you guys wander too much. He goes, uh, he probably doesn't talk about that. No, <laughs> I don't think anybody says, does. I listen to the podcast because I like The Simpsons, not comic book movies. I think it goes back to that season one review. Where yeah, the right. season one review was just us talking shit, spur of the moment with yeah. no plan. That, wasn't a, that was just a bat. Like, it was a tiny little moment within an overall good review. That was from Jack, wasn't it? No, 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 no. no. Or was it, did we get another one? There was a comment on the post, yeah. Oh, comment on the post. Oh, was this one on one of our videos? Think so, yeah. We just called it the season one review. We're just spitting shit, having a good time. Because we're like, okay, we've just reviewed the last episode of the season. Let's just do another bonus one for shits and giggles, yeah. having fun. And everyone's like, we want to hear you talk about The Simpsons. We're like, fine, we'll talk about the fucking Simpsons. Yeah, then. but we can't just talk about The Simpsons. There's more interesting stuff to life. <laughs> there like, is. Like, look, I love The Simpsons. We're providing you a hell of a lot of Simpsons content, but we're going to slip in just a little bit of other bits and pieces on the side. Keep you on your toes. And if we didn't talk about Parmigianis, you wouldn't know how to get extra, ensure that you get extra chips with your Exactly. Um, and I actually, um, my mate Nacho, who I've mentioned before, who, who's a really, he's been listening to this from the start. and he, Is he still listening now? Yeah, he is. No, he actually said to me the other day, he's like, I, I was going to um, say to you guys, I really think that you've hit your straps over the last few episodes. I think that the, sh- the format's doing really well. He said some really, really nice things. And if you're one of my friends and you're saying nice things to me, you, you genuinely mean that. You're a terrible, I, terrible person. I am an awful human being, and I don't hang out with people that just say nice things for the sake of it, because I I hate those people. But um, uh, yeah, no, no, no. For someone to look at me and look past this hardened shell of a human being and somehow try to reach in and touch my heart. 
that means that I have done something that I've genuinely enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't at all, but he's getting one. Thank you very much, Nacho, for the sweet words. I, I feel like we've got a bit of consistency happening now. We do the review. Well, we talk shit at the start, look for a little bit, not for too long. We yep. do the review, and we do our things we've learned, a bit of trivia, yep. mailbag, and then yep. we spin shit again. And then, yeah, it's like you can, you can tune out by now. And we, we, we save the spinning the shit to the end, because if you don't want to hear that, and you only want to hear about The Simpsons... <laughs> then you can just click next. Yes. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Also, we've got a bit of a shout out as well. Um, mm-hmm. Adiana Lopez, her name. She says she's new to the podcast scene, but she says, this, I feel, has set the benchmark for others I've yet to subscribe yeah, to. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, Thank how you. How cool is that? Yeah. It's cool that a woman finally messaged the page. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> Outside of the one that we interviewed, who, by the way, if you haven't listened to that, we happened to interview some production coordinator of The Simpsons. That's right. Worked on the show. We did it. Have you, I've listened to some other Simpsons podcasts out there, or at the very least, I've checked their episode descriptions. You know what I haven't seen on any of them? <laughs> Interviewing a Simpsons production yes. coordinator. Like, fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. She messaged me today, old Nikki. Yeah, yeah. And she says that they were listening to the podcast in the fucking room where the workers are. Ah! So, <laughs> in amazing. Simpsons Studio, they were listening to Four Finger Discount. That's so cool. Yes. How fucking awesome is that? So, we are officially the best. <laughs> we can't be topped. We are acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. You reckon we talk too much? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like, my ego is through the roof at the moment, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And I can't be told that I'm doing the wrong thing. Because I, I feel like if we're having fun, it's going to be fun to listen to, no matter what we talk about. There's one thing that you do wrong. Mm. You bow for Hawthorne. Yeah. Go the Hawks. <laughs> They're playing uh, in the first round of the AFL finals this Friday uh, over, in the, over in the Perth. And we just lost four subscribers. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you like the page, subscribe to us on YouTube. Anything you want mentioned on the show, ask us a question. You got mm-hmm. it, basically. Oh, oh, ooh, ooh. ooh, what? No, no, no. Uh, well, final. This is like plug time. We're going to talk about sponsors, obviously. Um, yes. The Simpsons Best Moments. Yes. Uh, like their page, like their stuff. Go Facebook. to their com slash The Simpsons Best Moments. Yeah, do no, everything. No trivia nights. No trivia nights? Uh, they're on the download for a while. Oh, okay. Maybe you just run your own trivia nights for a little while. <laughs> um, no, 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 but like their page, like like everything that they do. But we've said a few times throughout this episode, we've tried to get free stuff. So far, it hasn't come through. But now that we're in like LA and that we're in the scene, I feel like maybe this is the time. Your birthday was last week and I bought you a Beatles mug. Before yes. I bought you the Beatles mug, I was going to buy you a Lego, a, a Lego figurine. Oh. I started by looking at Star Wars ones, but I couldn't find any of the original so stuff. They're expensive, though. I know, they are. They were only se- but they were only selling like the um, episodes one, two, and three. That was all I could find okay. where I was looking. But they then exist I found the Lego Simpsons house, yeah, which is awesome. $325, which I did not have to spend. Yeah. So, if anyone out there is listening from Legoland... And they would like to, you know, we'll we'll put it on the page. We'll we'll do it up. We'll put it up nice. And I'm we'll sure I'll put it up on the Simpsons Best Moments while I'm at it as well. Yeah, that'll be casual. Four hundred twenty thousand, hundreds people. of thousands of people will see your Lego house. Yes. All you need to do is contact us, Just and send we can us make it happen for free. Yes. And we'll, we'll sell ourselves like bitches. Yes. <laughs> no, I can't wait to sell out. I can't wait to be in a position to be able to sell out. If someone ever says to me, "Hey, man, you guys really sold out," that means I've succeeded. Yes. <laughs> Another share. We've got a new sponsor. Oh, yeah. We appear on their website. Yeah. Big banner across the top. Yep. And they are called uh, nohomers.net. And this is one of the oldest Simpsons websites. It started like in the 90s, I believe. But it's just, it's, yeah, it just looks like your classic old school Simpsons. Like it's got uh, episode guides and Mm -hmm. it's got a really cool, a really cool forum. So if you want to hang out and chat with other really diehard fans of The Simpsons, Go to nohomers.net, and they yep. are official sponsors of Four Finger Discount. Yep. Cheers, guys. Nice to have you guys on board. All we need now is the Simpsons to be official sponsors of Four Finger Discount. Th- that'd be the way Proud to go. brought to you by 20th Century Fox. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
I could just do that at the end of every episode. Any final words? Uh, no, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We've been rambling for way too long, so we'll wrap it up here. See you guys. Shh.